The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss converting your content into revenue. Joining us is Christina Nicholson, who is the founder of Podcast Clout, which is a software that builds targeted podcast pitch lists to get the exact pitch that leads to tens of thousands of dollars of revenue after one podcast appearance. Christina is also the host of the very popular, very fun Media Maven podcast. So far this week, Christina and I have talked about the ways that you can think about who you should be pitching to be a guest on a podcast, how you should be pitching podcast hosts to secure as many relevant guest speaking opportunities as you can. Today, we're going to talk about how to make the most of those podcast speaking opportunities and actually monetize the content you're creating. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Christina Nicholson, the media maven herself and the founder of Podcast Clout. Christina, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. I'm excited to have you here again. We've had some great conversations about how to figure out what podcasts to pitch, how to actually get on the show. Today, let's talk about what to do when the mics are on and what to do after. So you secured this great podcast speaking opportunity. You mentioned you were a guest on the Pat Flynn Podcast. You did this perfect outreach. All of a sudden, you've got this great opportunity in front of you, huge audience, wonderful speaking opportunity, a great host. How do you not screw it up? Well, it would be nice if you knew a thing or two about the podcast and the podcast host. So you got to do a little bit of homework. You want to be in a nice, quiet space if you can be. Like, for example, right now I'm sitting on the floor in my closet because I got lots of kids at home in virtual school. So this is my quiet spot. And then a lot of podcasters actually use video. So I always make sure to ask Ben, I asked you if there's going to be video and you said you like to have it on, but you don't actually share it with other people. So it's very obvious that I'm sitting on the floor in my closet. If this video was going to be shared with people, I would have been on a chair and I would have put up some kind of background. And that's actually a question I never asked until I realized how much more popular it's becoming for people to take video while they're recording the podcast and they use that on their social media or their YouTube channel. So that's a new question that I'm actually asking people just so I can be prepared. For the record, everyone who's listening, Christina's closet is just about the size of my college dorm. It's not <laughs> like she's crammed in a broom closet here. That said, 
Christina, outside of making sure that you have a fabulous closet and a quiet space to be able to record, there's also the executing the podcast interview and making sure that you're getting some business value out of it without being overly salesy. How do you find the right tone in your interview and how do you get across what you need to get across without pushing the podcast host around? It's just important to have a conversation. I think a lot of people, they get all worked up because it's a form of media and they're going to be interviewed and they overthink it. Just have a laid back conversation. That's what people want to listen to. And don't hold things back. I am a big fan of people who are experts in their industry, just sharing everything they know. I don't know why so many people hold things close to the vest. I don't know if it's because they're afraid of competition. They don't want their competition to hear. They think if you share too much, then people aren't going to want to do business with you because you gave it all away. Listen, that is never true. So I think you should just share everything. I probably do this to the extreme. I think sometimes I can be an oversharer. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. But that's just me. That's my personality. That's how I speak. And I also think, I mean, on that same note, to be a good podcast guest or just be a person who could deliver a good interview, you have to not be afraid of saying what's on your mind, of saying how you feel about a certain topic, and just making sure that the podcast host is doing, they're doing you a favor. Like Ben, you didn't have to bring me on your show. You get a lot of people pitching you. I am going to remember throughout our interviews, like I am grateful to you for having me on your show so your listeners can meet me. I think I'm the one who should be grateful in this case. Oh, Ben. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, I'm going to cry. Ben, Here who we go. exaggerates about the size of my closet, by the way. Oh, it's a pretty fabulous closet, Christina. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> you bring up an important point about tone. Be comfortable. Be yourself. You are the expert. You're having a casual conversation, and you're talking to one other person when you're a guest on a podcast. Other people will hear the conversation. Yes, that's true. But you don't need to overthink having a conversation. It is just one person in front of you. And the more comfortable you are, like people hear that. It is very clear when somebody is nervous and bouncing around in their chair and uncertain. There's also the idea that if somebody asks a question that you're not really sure how to answer it, it's okay to say that too. You know, if I ask you a question of like, well, tell me what SEO strategies you've used to implement your, you know, to maximize your podcast and you're not the one doing SEO. The right answer is, you know, the truth is I'm not the one that does the SEO. Uh, like my job is to do all the podcast content production. And then we have this firm that outsources it. I would outsource the SEO. Well, I'm making it up, but just talk about what you know, be open and honest and be yourself. That is the, the most important thing you can do. Now, Christina, there's also the idea of being action-oriented, getting people to actually understand what you're talking about, giving tips and feedback that are useful, and then driving people to the properties that you want them to use in you know your media empire. Talk to me about how much you should be giving away in terms of the actionable stuff, but also, how do you work in some of the things that you want to promote? First and foremost, I think it's important to have a little pre-conversation with the host. I know there are some podcast hosts who won't even let people share freebies on their show. They say, this is my show. I worked hard to build the following and I'm not here to promote your stuff, even if it is something free that would help them. So usually, you know, a podcast host will tell you that because I think it's kind of 
pretty normal for podcast hosts to be like, yeah, share all your knowledge, share your freebies because it benefits their audience. But I think I have a little five minute conversation with the host before we start recording. I think that's important just so you know what you can talk about, what you can't talk about. I'm always an open book. I was recording an episode the other day and at the end, my son walked in and I was like, yeah, that's virtual school for you. And then it like gave me the idea to do another episode about my thoughts on virtual school. So like sometimes those, those little like real interruptions when you're keeping it real, they help you, they give you thoughts and ideas. But I think just, again, we're talking about being open and honest during a conversation on the podcast. Do the same thing right before you start recording. Like, what is it okay with me to share? What is not okay? This is your platform. I wanna be respectful of you and what you have built. Ben, we had that conversation before I came on. It's also important to let people know how you edit. For example, I don't edit a whole lot. Like when you come on my show and you say what you say, like unless there's like a clear mess up or mishap, then I'll take something out. I've had one time where somebody said, hey, I talked about this and I don't want my boss to hear this. So can you take it out? But other than that, a lot of things can be edited out. Not very many podcasts are recorded and streamed live. So again, I think it's all about having the conversation with the host with please always keep in the back of your mind. Don't be so promotional. Like if you want to just straight up promote your product 100%, then buy an ad to do that because it's disrespect. Not only is it disrespectful to the host, but people listening don't want to hear you selling your product or your service all the time. They just don't want to listen to it. I've been on podcasts where jokingly, I'd be like, hi, I'm Ben Shapiro, and I'm here to sell you, you listening to my podcast, MartechPod, MartechPod, MartechPod.com. And the podcast host is like, really? I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm a fan of your show. There is a very important conversation to have when you're sitting down with the podcaster. And, you know, I try to do this in my show to make everyone feel comfortable, but here's the format. Here's how we're going to edit the show. Here's how long the content should be. What are you trying to promote or what is the reason why you wanted to be a guest on the podcast? Is there some not hidden agenda of I want people to land on this page and we will try to give an opportunity for that person to talk about that thing if appropriate. Podcastclout.com, right? You are running a service where you are doing the research for people to be able to find the right podcast to pitch. That's your new software product. I am happy if you want to give a freebie away for that. Not saying that you have to. Well, thanks for the plug, Ben. Hey, podcastclout.com. <laughs> Repeat it over and over again. You don't want to be a used car salesman. If you can work it into the conversation in an organic fashion, hopefully like we're doing right now, great. But people are there for the content. They're there to learn something. So you conduct this great interview, you nail it, you're comfortable, you're yourself, the conversation just flows, it's actionable, you get a couple pitches in about what your products and services are, wonderful. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Walk me through the dynamics of what happens after you record the content and how do you make the most of it? Okay, I think this is the biggest part that people forget or they don't think it matters. I call it doing PR on your PR. And you have to share that content everywhere multiple times. Don't just share it once. And if I had to guess, I would say eight out of 10 people don't share it once. I would say one out of the 10 share it one time and maybe another one out of the 10 share it multiple times. You need to share it multiple times for so many reasons. One, it's just common courtesy to the podcast host to share the episode. Many times the podcast host will create social media graphics. If not, go to their website and screen grab it. It's not that hard to find images to promote a podcast with, but usually you're getting links, you're getting images, share it on social media, tag the podcast host. Not only is this good for them because you are introducing their podcast to your audience, but they see this and they appreciate it. And maybe they'll invite you back. Maybe they will keep you top of mind if they know somebody who needs you or your services. Maybe they'll recommend your podcast to other people. And then it's good for you. There are people who are going to see me share this podcast episode on my social media And they're not going to know I was on this podcast. Maybe they didn't hear me on this podcast. But when they see that I was on a podcast, they're going to be like, oh, wow, somebody chose to have Christina on their show to talk about this. She must be good at what she does. She must know what she's talking about. It just makes the media last longer when you share it on social media. And you can't share it just once because it's a moving feed. You have to share it multiple times. And let me tell you, everybody thinks I can't share the same thing multiple times. People will get sick of it. They'll get tired. They'll get annoyed. I talked about the podcast that I was on with Pat Flynn the first time that was four years ago. I just had somebody send me a message on LinkedIn this week saying they just heard me on his podcast. That's because I am still sharing that episode on my social media. I have never once had one person tell me, you share this too much. I've seen this too much because one, there's the algorithm. It's not going to show it to people who aren't interested in you. If the same person sees it multiple times, A, they're not going to care because they're a fan of yours, or B, they're not even going to remember seeing it multiple times because they've seen 5,000 other things in between seeing the same thing twice. So if you ever earn any kind of media exposure, especially on a podcast, put it in your social media queue, make sure you are sharing it multiple times. Because if you earn media exposure and you don't tell people about it, it's almost like, what's the point? 
I think that's important to think about, you know, you're going to take the content, you're going to publish it on social networks, and you don't just have to publish one piece of content as it happens. You can basically have your evergreen content and you're starting to build in just this loop of content that you're going to republish. Great. If you have an email list, hey, everyone, I was a guest. Or if you have a newsletter, that's another way to share the content as well. I guess there is the content syndication component where you're going to help share the content. Like the goal is not just to have the host of the podcast being able to share the interview, but you're going to share it with your fans as well. And then there's the question of actually deriving value out of the interview. Outside of just having social syndication, having something to promote, being introduced to a new audience, how do you turn that interest into dollars? There's a few ways. I think the big overarching thing is building a personal brand because people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And I think podcasts are the best way to be known, liked, and trusted. I mean, we already talked about this, Ben, on day one of our conversation, just the difference of a podcast listener. But it's all about building a personal brand because it makes the sale so much easier. I can tell you in my business, Media Maven, the last three clients I got were from people who came to me after hearing me on a podcast. They got to hear what I was talking about. They heard my voice. They, I mean, you can tell what my personality is like, like the whole thing. And they came to me, they sent me email because they heard me on the podcast and they wanted to hire my agency for work. So that is an example of people just straight up hearing me on another platform and coming over to my platform. But again, I gave you yesterday the example of Inc. Magazine, me sharing that content on my social media and people saying, oh, how'd you get an Inc.? I want to be an Inc. People have said, how'd you get on this podcast? I want to be on that podcast. So it makes it so much easier when people already know you and they know what you do. It's like not even having a sales conversation. They've already decided that they want to work with you. You just have to work out the terms and conditions of that working relationship. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing to think about that people that have heard you talk is the equivalent of having that initial conversation, that onboarding, that get to know you. It makes the actual sales process for your business a lot easier building awareness, building credibility, you're covering a couple of the big hurdles. So when you get to someone directly, it makes that sale a lot easier. Christina, you've been doing this for a long time. You've been guests on multiple podcasts. You've had your own podcast for a while. You have your course, your agency, and your software platform. Last question I have for you today. How are you able to manage all of this? And how do you fit in being a guest on podcasts into your priorities? I didn't start all three of those at the same time. One kind of snowballed and led to another. I started as what I called a professional freelancer, kind of accidentally turned into an agency where I built a team. People wanted the help, but couldn't pay the agency price tag. So I created the online course. I told you how podcast clout was developed. So it happened over time. And I have built a team over time. And I used to pitch myself, I used to make pitching myself to podcasts a regular marketing strategy, like I would block off and this is what I suggest doing if you're thinking of doing it, I would block off time in the calendar, like two hours a week to pitch podcasts, and I would have my pitch list, these are the podcasts that I want to pitch and I would email everybody individually, set my boomerang for the follow up the whole thing. And I would be on any podcast. I mean, I have been guest on podcasts that I know nobody else was listening to. But when you are starting out and you want to build your brand and you have a business to build and you got to make money to support your family and that's what it's going to take, even if one person was listening to that podcast and that one person became a client, then it was enough. 
and you don't know who's listening. A lot of times you don't know who's listening. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you waste time. I've wasted a lot of time, but I've also met a lot of people. I've also had a lot of practice doing podcast interviews. It's a close-knit community. I've started my podcast. I do a lot of podcast trades now with people like, hey, you come on my show, I'll come on yours. So I want to get back to pitching more. Obviously, Podcast Cloud, it's new. It's taking up a lot of my time. I also have a baby, so there's that. (laughs) I've heard those take a lot of time as well. Yeah, you know, they can't fend for themselves. You got to help them out here and there. Mostly in between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 (laughs) a.m. So this is actually your question, Ben, is a good reminder for me to pitch more podcasts myself. But I do get some people asking me to be on their shows, which is great. It cuts the pitching time down. But I do think it's very important, again, to be strategic. Like Ben, I mentioned to you yesterday that you're very strategic in who you bring on your show. And that's important because you take a lot of time for your show. And I think if the way I do things, the way I look at my time, it's like, okay, what am I going to get out of this? I'm going to spend this time doing this. What's on the other end of it? Because you don't want to get into the habit of doing things just to do them. So I have a few different things going on. I have teams in some places, some places it's just me. But now when I look at my color-coded Google Calendar, because yes, I am that person with the color-coded Google Calendar. I could tell by your closet that you're very organized. (laughs) What, my color-coded closet? The way my clothes are hung up? Your vast, gigantic (laughs) living room of a closet. I mean, you, you just have to be strategic and be very mindful of where you spend your time. Christina, I appreciate all the tips. It's an honor and a privilege to have you as a guest on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. It's really been special to have you as our guest. Thank you. It was fun, Ben. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Christina Nicholson, the media maven herself and founder of Podcast Clout for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Christina, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Christina all day, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-A-L-L-D-A-Y. Or you can visit her company's website, which is podcastclout.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.